Haskolar, the Assistant Dean of Students for the ASU Downtown Campus. Today, I have special guests from the El Concilio Coalition. El Concilio seeks to unite Latinx, Chicanx, and Hispanic student organizations to represent their interests and needs and promote awareness of their culture within the ASU community. Hi, welcome to the FUSE podcast. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. I want us to start um, this conversation by telling our audience a little bit about who you are. Can you please tell me about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Bayeli. I am a undergrad at ASU. I'm studying business communication at WP Carey, and I'm graduating very soon this December. What else do I do? I'm highly involved with student orgs, like you mentioned. I'm the programming director for El Concilio. I'm also involved with HBSA, the Hispanic Business Student Association. And I'm also currently working at a nonprofit and doing recruiting on the student success team. But yeah, that's just a little bit about myself. Awesome. I'm Eric. Uh, I'm a senior studying physics, mostly not really, just mostly involved in El Concilio and trying to get... um more of it out there and I'm also involved in the NASA space grant so which seeks to um, fund uh, young researchers so that uh, they could go on to grad school or the private sector or whatever um, but yeah it's mostly I my name is Stephanie uh, I study communications and I'm a sophomore um, and I'm mostly involved with El Concilio, but I also am a part of the Spanish transition committee um, that we just um you know, kind of started. Well, I don't know if I can say <laughs> Melissa started, which was our past secretary. So she's kind of like our, I don't want to say founding father, but like founding <laughs> mother, <laughs> sort of. But it's just um, what we do is we try to give resources and um, aid to people who need um, more translation um, regarding presentations or anything like that. So kind of in those both, in those both <laughs> uh, groups. That's wonderful. So Stephanie, Bailey, and Eric, can you please tell me a little bit about your cultural identity? How would you describe your cultural identity to our audience? Well, (laughs) that's a tough one. Yeah, it kind of is. Well, for me, whenever I go anywhere, I what I say is that I'm Mm Mexican-American because um, my parents had immigrated here and well, I was born here, but I do I guess by Canada Montana, you know, best both worlds. <laughs> um, but I do know that I cannot be one without the other. So I always mm-hmm. incorporate that into my whenever I represent or where I am. <laughs> what about you, Eric? I think for me, for the most part, it's mostly been I just identify as Mexican because that's where I lived most of my life. Uh, I think as I get older, it's kind of changing a bit because... Um, well, I'm starting to live more years here in the U.S. and possibly maybe in the future another country or something. So that's probably going to change eventually. But for now, I would say I consider myself to be Mexican. Mm-hmm. Bailey? Yeah, this is such a difficult question. And I mean, you listen to a lot of podcasts, do a lot of research on the subject, and uh, I'm still figuring it out. But I would say I identify as a lot of um, things. I mean... Uh, Hispanic, Latina, Mexican-American, Mexican-American, always sometimes. I mean, it's, I'm really in the jumble. And, and when I heard you say earlier that you were like a global citizen, I 
Um, I would like to say I'm just a human. I travel around. Um, not one way I choose to identify defines me, but rather I use those sectors to like build on myself. So yeah, but I mean, either way, Hispanic, Latina, um, Mexican American, I'll, I'll stick to those three for now. <laughs> awesome. And how would you tell our audience, how would you describe um, the El Concilio Coalition for our audience? Um, how would you describe it? Um, so, well, I'm going to do the introduction that I always do mm -hmm. at everyone. So if you're listening and you've heard this before, we're saying it again. <laughs> well, El Concilio, um, we kind of serve like an umbrella with all our Hispanic and Latinx um member orgs on campus so we kind of give the power to those orgs so we represent them you know and essentially what we do is just we kind of push them to the light and we're there to like you know just give them any sort of like aid or you know whether it be support through um I don't know if you want to add to it or if I just because yeah. I you know you're also yeah. very <laughs> I definitely like to add to that so just like you're mentioning we're like the mother the umbrella of all the Hispanic Latina Chicana um Chicane um organizations on ISU campuses and like you were mentioning just to keep adding to that we um serve to highlight all those organizations it's not really about El Concilio but all the member organizations that we represent Um, so what we do as an organization, we seek to promote other organizations and their events, um, what they're about, the supports and resources that they're providing, because there's a lot of great organizations on campus, and we're just here to empower them and make sure that uh, we give more voice um, using our platform as well, and as a whole unit as well. Um, that's one of our goals this semester is to work at and be united so that we can be much stronger and our presence can be um, much more appreciated and strong on the ASU campuses. Uh, do you want to add anything, Eric? <laughs> I think you both said it perfectly fine. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think just adding on to the fact that we bring light to uh, the member orgs, um, mostly we do that so that uh, the students who come to these events or our own events, uh, they can see these orgs and say maybe, oh, I relate more to this or to that rather than one single thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's very important. Absolutely. I'd like to add one more point. Um, this doesn't mean we don't have our own events. So two things. We also plan our own events and have, um, you know, our own resources. And obviously we have like members and general body meetings. Um, and on top of that, I wanted to add another point, but honestly, it, it like blinked. So... <laughs> I completely forgot, um, but I might come back to it, but we can continue. <laughs> awesome. So what are your goals, your dreams, your your passions about the A Concilio? Well, okay, so, <laughs> so I'm a sophomore, and um, my first year coming to ASU, it was really hard. I don't want to say I had a culture shock, but it was like, I went in and I was like, I was always, you know, I had families, you know, and I was, you know, I don't know how to explain this. I feel like I'm tumbling over my words. Um, but when I went to ASU, I just could not see other people like me. And I could not see like groups where I'm like, oh, where am I? Or like, who am I going to talk to? You know, and it's kind of hard, you know, just walking into school and being like, well, 
do the best you can with what you've got. And so I didn't know about El Concilio until the second semester of my first year. And that was because Emma, one of my friends that I've met at the Barrett Dining Hall, um, she was talking about it and she just made it sound so amazing. So I went and yeah, it was, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for the first time, like I was able to, you know, like go into a group and not feel like I have to do something or I have to prove myself that I can be there, you know? Um, so I feel like, yeah, that, like, that's what I want. Um, when I also joined El Concilio because I want people to know that there is someone out there, there is a group for you that gives you support. Um, and so, yeah, that's one of my things because it's like, you know, going to school is hard, but going to school alone, that <laughs> that hurts a lot. Um, but yeah, so that's also, I just want people to know that we're there and that if you guys ever just want to drop by or just want to see what we're doing, more than welcome to, you know, but yeah. That's amazing. Do you remember the first maybe day that you joined El Concilio or why you wanted to join El Concilio, Bailey or mm -hmm. Eric? Uh, I think for me, it was kind of like an accident. Like, so uh, my girlfriend who already graduated, she was the past secretary for El Concilio. So she would tell me like, oh, I have this event or I have to do this. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll go with you. And you know, I'd see, like, these people and, like, just, like, they were just having fun and, like, trying to bring everyone in. I was like, oh, this is cool. And I would help around just because I was already there. Like, I just wanted to help anyways. So that was kind of, like, the first times where, like, I was like, oh, like, maybe I could actually be a part of this. Like, not just because my girlfriend's here. And, I mean, that's what happened. Like, she graduated. Like, she's moved on. And now I'm, like, in it as well. So... Yeah. What are your passions for the Inconcilio? I think mostly like how Stephanie was saying, at least for me, like it, I didn't discover it until like last year. So for me, it took it even longer, but just finding like a place where I could feel welcome without having to like explain why I should feel welcome, uh, especially like given my major, like I feel like in my major already, there's like, it's already like mostly uh, white males. Like, that's mostly it. Like, even just hardly any women in there are, like, minorities. So it was definitely hard, like, the first, like, three years just trying to find a community or, like, space where I could be, like, uh, myself or relate to other people. So I definitely want to um, help, like, incoming freshmen or students that are still in school, like, find that space and uh, feel like there is more people like them or that relate to what they do or think. Awesome. Bailey? Yeah, so I was aware of El Concilio for two years now through HBSA, um, the Hispanic Business Student Association. And it's very ironic. And I think we're just shouting out Emma at this point because Emma's actually, and we're talking about the same Emma. Um, she's a co-facilitator for El Concilio. And she actually uh, pushed me to, not physically, but she did uh, push me to apply to be on the e-board for El Concilio or just to get involved. So um, I did a, a bit of research over the summer and I decided that I did want to invest um, some of my like final months here at ASU, at least in my undergrad, into El Concilio. Um, why? Because um, two things. So uh, as I've developed my statement of purpose the past couple of years, it, their mission definitely aligns with 
um, my mission and what I'm striving to do, um, which is to help myself and everyone else around me tap into the potential and make sure that they can um, utilize the potential that they have to the most extent. So um, particularly in underprivileged communities and um, people that may not have the same privileges as other people. Um, in this case, with El Concilio Chicano Hispanic um, Latin uh, students at ASU campus. And one of the the missions I set freshman year, sophomore year sometime, I saw the um, the school population at that time was 70% white body and like it was like 27% um, ethnicities of all kinds. And I was like, wow, like um, I, although this is great accomplishment for the past couple decades, I feel strongly that ASU can definitely improve in terms of diversity. And the other thing that was shocking that I discovered was the um, retention rate of uh, Hispanic, Latin, um, Chicano students on ASU campus. So at that point, I committed to making sure that um, everyone I encounter graduates <laughs> the same as me, that we graduate. Um, once we're enrolled, we're graduating and, um, you know, achieving and attaining that higher education. So that's just some of the ways that um, El Concilio aligns with my personal mission. I think, Bailey, you touched upon an interesting aspect on um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm -hmm. So from your own perspectives, for your own communities, um, and for you personally, what does diversity, equity, and inclusion mean to you? So important, such an important topic. And it's so ironic, too, because, well, not ironic, but um, I think it's a great topic to be on. It seems like it's been the topic for the past two weeks. I was at a conference um, last week and uh, the one of the panelists was saying, um, you should be comfortable. You shouldn't have to. He's, he mentioned the word um, code code switching in the workplace in a professional setting. And I never realized I do that. Um, holding in your voice, making sure you're not speaking, if you're like speaking loud, making sure like you're not speaking as loud to make other people feel comfortable. But he really John drew on the point that um, it's important to show your voice, to show who you are truly and being unapologetically yourself. Um, in terms of diversity and inclusion, uh, equity, that's that's an important part, equity um, and inclusion. I think the only way we can move forward in terms of um, globally, nationally, as a people, is through diversity and accepting each other. Um, I would say for me, what it specifically means, it means that myself as well as other people, everyone is fully accepted as they are. Obviously, if you like got like ethical issues going on, then that's a whole different topic. But in terms of the identity and how people present themselves and represent themselves, that I think is um, what inclusion specifically uh, means. And I was also talking to, um, I would say one of my like mentors, but uh, really a coworker, she was mentioning that, um, uh, it means an intentionality that I also stand for intentionality, being intentional about setting programs as an organization, setting programs um, that have research, like research backing it up that shows that if we apply these programs and ex execute them, we're, we will make progress and we will have results that 
um, help not just one particular body of people, but um, include this other, actively including this other body of people um, and helping us succeed together. Absolutely. So this is a question for you, Stephanie and Eric. For our students on the ASU campuses, what are some of the things that students can do in order to incorporate diversity, equity, and inclusion into their lives? What are your recommendations? I think for me, it just goes back to the fact that all three of those things are interconnected. And I think just being aware that like saying there's diversity doesn't make it uh, equal or inclusive. So I think just being aware of the fact that all three things have to be together um, can really help start uh, a path of um, bringing all those things together and making sure uh, everyone feels included and everyone has their voice heard. So, yeah, I think um, I would suggest to be aware of like different cultures, not just the ones you know or the ones that your friends are a part of. Like even just being aware or knowing that there's things um, going around you that are not essentially part of your culture, like is a big step. And even just getting involved in events, like uh, some of our events, we see people coming from other cultures and they're just curious and they just show up. And they're just like, oh, what's this? And, you know, we tell them and they're like, okay. And even if they just wander around for a bit, like that's already something that's helping them be like, oh, there's this thing that I'm not really aware of. But, you know, it's making me see like that there's more people and we should be inclusive of that. Yeah. Um, for me, it's, uh, well, I don't know if it's very, well, I think that just being open about everything and, you know, like a lot like what Bailey said, it's that you have to, you know, well, what I've heard or something that I'm going to take from one of my professors, um, shout out to my comm professor, <laughs> um, in our discussions, he'd say, if you take space, you make space. And so I feel like at ASU, you know, and for students is, you know, you have the right to be heard and have a voice. So, you know, you, you take it regardless of, you know, whether it is just raising your hand in class or just, you know, doing something like that. Um, and just being open and, you know, not ashamed of it because, you know, I'll tie it back to, you know, because being, you know, Hispanic, Latin, X, and, you know, being, you should be proud of where you come from and you should have a space where you feel allowed to be yourself, where you're not afraid to, you know, be there. Um, so I feel like just having an open mentality, you know, to everyone, and just, you know, allowing yourself to explore and experience things without the fear of being reprimanded or being or the fear of being like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing, you know? No, such an important message. Yeah. I like the point that you said about if you take space, then you have to make space. I really love that. I've never heard that. Um, I mean, while I have the mic, I do just want to go back to um, El Concilio because Eric drew on a very important point. Um, we are promoting our culture, being proud of our culture, but that doesn't mean in that process we're excluding other cultures or other people um, and what they represent. So we're not all all exclusive club, okay? If you are of a different ethnicity, you are more than welcome to, and that's another part of our mission, um, to let other 
people be aware of our culture, to be informative, to be open, and um, to become a more diverse ASU within the context of our individual groups and organizations. So just just to add that to what El Concilio represents. <laughs> awesome. Any final thoughts? I don't know. It's just without, you know, the students at ASU, without you guys, like, we really would not be able to, like, even be allowed to, you know, talk and speak about these mm-hmm. issues um, and all that. So it's kind of like if you're there and if you're just curious or anything, we have open doors, open arms, Absolutely. everything, you know. Because um, even with HBSA, like, I'm not a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people think, oh, I can't go because it's business or I can't go because I'm not girl (laughs) just you know have fun go explore you know we're more than welcome to um can i shout out our instagram or something yeah Yeah, sure (laughs) i don't want to be but um if you guys just want to follow up um you know we have a lot of orgs that we repost and you know we you know we're kind of like an open (laughs) book um but if you can follow us on instagram it's a-s-u-e-l-c-o um but yeah um that was just yeah. I have like many thoughts but I will <laughs> just draw it down to a couple points uh adding on to what you just said uh we also have a very awesome safe uh place to meet at whenever we'd like which is the multicultural center it is located in the Tempe office at the student pavilion second floor and we also have some of the third floor as well as space for um, not just El Concilio, but all the coalitions on ASU campuses. So that's always a safe place to be at, um, whether that's meeting new people, studying, working on projects, whatever it may be, that space is always there um, and will be there as well. Um, the other thing I wanted to draw a point on is just knowing that like for anyone that's listening that feels like you're saying culture shock alone going through challenges we're here we have resources um whether that's just intermingling whether that's like you need financial resources help with applying to a scholarship or res need help with the resume we'll be there um so just know you're not alone we've been there i've been there um i'm i'm still there sometimes so it's always a work in progress but si se puede echarle ganas aprovecho um but yeah anything you want to add eric um i think just adding on to what you were saying right now um yeah even if you're listening to this and you're thinking like oh i'm not like latinx or i don't really identify with this or whatever like feel free to come to our events i'm sure you'll still have fun or still meet people that you'll want to talk to and if like you don't really relate to what we're doing i'm sure we can point you in the right direction mm-hmm. we're because we're a coalition we also have uh, you know we talk to all the other coalitions that are umbrellas for their own things and so even if you don't necessarily relate to us we can i'm sure we can point you in the right direction to where you can feel included um wherever whatever space that is that you might find Well, Bailey, Eric, and Stephanie, thank you so much for being here with me today and sharing your experiences with our audience. I really appreciate it. And that concludes our interview with the El Concilio Coalition. Thank you for tuning in. See you next time.